Welcome to the Inherent Identity Podcast, a place where you can learn the secrets to living as the best version of you. It's not about changing. It's not about becoming. It's about remembering. It's about recovering what you've always had within you, but you just keep getting distracted and you just keep forgetting. Join me, your host, Tyson Bradley, as we discover the practical steps for easily and effortlessly creating a lifestyle that lasts. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Tyson Bradley, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit about worries and worrying. (laughs) So I have people in my life that worry, and I wanted to create this episode and share some insights on worry to help those that I love. Now, I have my own fair share of worrying, but I don't find that it cycles as much as I see it within others. Um, And I just want to give you an example of where I've seen worry happen. And this is just a simple one, but it demonstrates the concept that I want to share. So a few weeks ago, my wife was looking at our eight-month-old boy's uh, ear. So... If you know at the top of the ear, kind of where it attaches to your skull, uh, there was kind of this redness and it looked kind of like the skin was, you know, peeling away. It just didn't look really nice. And the thing about this little patch uh, is that it was there for maybe a week or, or two and it hadn't gone away. And so my wife proceeds to tell me kind of how her brain goes about thinking about this. So among all the thoughts that come are, you know, is there something wrong with his ear? It's been like this for a week. How come it hasn't healed? Something must be wrong. What if it's some kind of a disease? What if it doesn't go away? What if he needs to go to the doctor? And I don't know if there's other thoughts like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. What will this do to my schedule? Who knows what other thoughts could be included there? But there are thousands of these connections and thoughts that all go on at the same time. And the overall message is, hey, worry about this. And most people would consider worry to be bad, that we shouldn't worry. And there's plenty of research that supports and shows uh that worry has been linked to heart disease, kind of this heightened cortisol response, and cortisol being the, the kind of the stress hormone, sends us into fight and flight mode um, and impacts our immune system, sleep problems, uh, you name it, you've probably experienced it if you worry. And the question that I like to think through is okay knowing this and and knowing the impact of worry, uh, why do we do it and how do we solve for it? And as I studied this a little bit more in depth, what was really fascinating was a few things. Some scientists relate worry to this intolerance of uncertainty. So because we aren't willing to grapple with the idea that 
we don't know what this red skin on top of his ear is. That the mind and the brain is just designed to try and find the answer for why this problem exists. And so it creates all sorts of scenarios. It imagines the worst case. It imagines all sorts of things. And usually it goes to worst case just because we're, it's trying to protect us and it's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to keep others safe. And so we don't normally imagine positive things. We wouldn't call that worrying. We would call that daydreaming or uh, imagining all sorts of awesome things for our life. And so this idea of the intolerance of uncertainty, that's a piece. But the one that I find more fascinating is this idea that worry dampens negative emotion and that people worry to keep their sad or scared feelings at the same level. So, for example, um, it's kind of like riding a bike on a slightly inclined road instead of going up and down big hills of emotion. It doesn't feel the best to continually ride on this slight incline. It doesn't doesn't feel the best to continually worry about things, but at least you are anticipating a possible outcome that's bad and you're beating it to the punch. You are saying, okay, I'm not going to be shocked if any of these horrible outcomes actually happen because I've already entertained them now. So we are feeling negative or feeling horrible ahead of time. <laughs> and our brain just does this as a way of mitigating or helping us not feel horrible emotions. It thinks that it's relieving pain by worrying. And that's what's really fascinating about this. And, I, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it just because it's really powerful and interesting and I'm trying to find all the ways in which this can correlate with things. So uh, give me some time and I'll, I'll continue to expound on this concept just because I see it happening in so many other areas. It's not just worry. It's in the way in which we downplay ourselves, the ways in which we uh, think negatively of ourselves, the way we beat ourselves up. Beat ourselves up. It's almost like we want to uh, beat other people to the punch uh, or beat the emotion to the punch so that we can um, not feel as bad later. Or at least we think we won't feel as bad. But the thing about worry is that worry is something that is pretending to be important, but it's not real. It's all just a bunch of made up thoughts. It's all just a bunch of made up scenarios in our mind that aren't true. So the when I think about worries or when I think about any given emotion, I've been considering the idea that what if each emotion is like a person within us? And as we take this lens as though we could have a relationship with, with worry, what it enables us to do is to have some conversation with worry and understand a little bit more. Uh, 
And so when you look at worry in your life and you were to talk to it, one thing that you will find, and this is, you know, one of the tips that um, I'll share is that worry's power in your life will decrease. And on the flip side of worry is not necessarily um, carelessness uh, or neglectfulness. Really what we want to practice when we're worrying is, is the idea of being present and purposeful. I like to think of worry or I like to think of emotions as having an inherent identity. So what that means is that what is the positive intent? What is the purpose of worry as though God gave it to us as a thing in life? Like there's a reason you why worry exists in our lives. And our job is just to understand what its true purpose is, not this fear-based experience that leads us into more stress and more shame and um, an unfulfilling of our deepest desires. And so to me, worry is all about helping you see what's important in your life. You know, worry that's inspired by fear produces anxiety and worry inspired by faith produces greatness in life and enables you to see what's out there. I think the truth about worry is that it's the access point to your soul. It's the access point to the creation of the greatest life you could ever live. You know, when you worry, it's almost like you're practicing the skill of negative, like, imagination and creation. But if you were to shift that and use that imagination for its intended purpose, which is more so practicing the skill of positive creation, then what you can create is the best outcome. So to make this more clear, when you worry, you envision all the negatives. And the opposite of all those negatives is all the positives. And if you take that worry and instead of dwelling in the negative aspect of it and propelling the fear and the anxiety caused by the worry, what you do is you consider that what worry is trying to do for you is protect you, and that worry is opening the door to you creating the ideal. That worry is opening the door to imagining the ideal scenario, that this skin on the ear that's, or this, that's red, that you can imagine all the horrible possibilities, but you can also imagine all the wonderful possibilities as well. And then you can use it as an access point to understand what you really what really matters to you. And understanding what really matters to you is important and helps you to get more in touch with your your inherent identity and your purpose on this life. Oh, it's like I 
consistently worry about this one thing. Why is that? Maybe it has something to do with the amount of value and the importance that I give this thing. If I'm constantly worrying about my health, then maybe that's a message that I should consider changing my health or doing something with my health that would move it towards its true um, purpose. It would move my health towards the best outcome. So here are just, I'm going to give you three ways and that will be super helpful for you in terms of uh, addressing worry. And then I have this article that you can kind of read the rest. Um, you can go to tysonbradley.substack.com. <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes where you can kind of get more insights on this. But the first thing that I'd like to recommend is one that you just have to notice and label worry. There's this awesome study out of UCLA where they found that when you label emotions and talk about them like out loud, your ability to manage them increases. That the moment that you attach a label, that you say it versus just keeping it on your mind, but actually saying it out loud or writing it down, it increases the part of your brain that is associated with controlling over emotions and it diminishes the part of your brain, the amygdala, which is all about you know feeling the emotions. So just by labeling it, talking at it a lot, like I feel worried right now, like just saying that statement is helpful or saying, oh, hello, worry. That's going to actually diminish its power to drive you into the anxiety and cycle of worrying. Now, the second step is kind of an addition to that first step, which is to talk to worry like it's a friend. So this goes back to the idea that, okay, what if worry is like a person inside of us? So if you do that and you start talking to worry, so you don't just say, oh, hi, worry. You start talking to it. It's like, hey, what do you need? Like, what's going on? What, what if worry were to become a best friend? And how would you talk to a best friend that is worrying? Oh, yeah, that, make, that makes total sense. It's not about shaming. It's like, oh, you shouldn't worry. You shouldn't be feeling this. That's not the language that we want to use. It's more so, hey, like, tell me more. Like, what's going on? Help me understand what this worry is really about. And as you talk to worry in this accepting, loving, appreciative way, it will also diminish its hold, and it will also reveal to you the truth of what it's really going for, of what it's trying to communicate to you. It's as if it's sending you a signal, and you now get the chance to connect. So I want you to think about the almost bids for connection as a way to think about it. Your emotions are trying to communicate with you, and worry isn't one of those emotions. It's one of those parts of you that's trying to get your attention so that it can communicate something to you. Now, if you try and push it away, if you try and shame it away, like thinking you shouldn't do that, um, we're just pushing it down. We're just, just like any given outside relationship, if we were to say that to someone, they wouldn't want to be around us. And they would probably show up in, in that way in our life that we don't want them to show up. But if we connect with them, if we understand their story, if we, if we listen to them and know them, then they will feel heard. And when emotions feel heard, they lower. They don't have as much power in your life. You gain power over them. 
Now the third step and the third thing that I just recommend is making peace with the worst case scenario. And this is kind of one of those things where it's almost like you extend the negative imagination. <laughs> you don't just imagine all the scenarios, but you say, okay, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, the worst thing that could happen is that our son has some kind of cancer and he dies. That's a horrible thing to imagine. And you might be like, I don't even want to go there. But I want to let you know that if you go there, and if you're willing to just entertain the thought and also just go beyond it, like what does it look like five years down the road, 10 years down the road, even if this worst case scenario thing happens, 10 years down the road, will you still be alive? Will this experience negatively impact, like will you continue on? Yes, you'll still continue on, you'll still be alive. And to recognize that you'll still be alive and that you'll still be able to, and maybe you'll be able to see the positive of it. Maybe you can imagine the scenario where you're gonna be able to use this, this, this situation, this experience to connect with other people and to uh, create other things in the world that are needed. So if you extend the vision and you, and you embrace and be okay with, with that worst case scenario, then it's as if there's no other imagination that that could sway you. It's like, well, I've already imagined the worst, and if I'm okay with that worst case scenario, then no, no other thing can phase me. I've already made peace with it. If it happens, it'll happen. But for now, I'm just going to be present, do what I can in this moment, and move on. So utilizing those three alone can be super helpful. So just to recap, it's like, okay, worry is not here to hurt you. It's here to help you. And even though there's all these studies that link it to all these horrible things, once we connect to it and understand why it's there, uh, it can diminish. And the way in which we're going to be able to understand why it's there and help to utilize the negative imaginations to encourage our positive imaginations is by noticing it and labeling it. So firstly, we got to call it out. Secondly, we need to talk to it like it's, like it's friend and get to know it. And then thirdly, make peace with the worst case scenario. And if we do these three, these three things alone, it's kind of like the 20% of action that creates 80% of the results. So I just want to invite you to try this out and See how it mitigates your worries. See how understanding it uh, allows you to move forward in a faster way or in a better way. And let me know what you think. You can send me an email, um, but uh, I just encourage you to try these things out. All right, thank you so much. And you can check out the show notes, which will have a link to kind of the full article and other insights that you might find helpful. All right, my friends, talk to you later. Bye. Hey, do you want to create your best life? Do you want to live into it? If that's you, I want you to come and check out inherentidentity.com. This is the place where you get to learn the easy and effortless way to living into your dreams. So once again, come check out inherentidentity.com. We'll see you there.